welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Brian. You guys had a little quarrel there about who's going to yeah, speak. Yeah, I know. I think we were both going straight for the mic, and I didn't know who's going to win. Lane won. Lane, <laughs> Lane won. <laughs> you, you passed him. You gave him like a racing pass. Didn't Dominated. <laughs> I got a call into the pit said, let, Wayne, let Lane win. <laughs> Can we pull back. Lane, pull Lane back. Oh, Lane. come on. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, let's talk about cars. Uh, let's 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 shift into a new gear. And, I got uh, so I got something. What this, this could be something. Some, this is something. call me this crazy. Is, oh God, is that what you want to start with? <laughs> no, no, I haven't done that in a while. You I feel like it. you should call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's all this talk of the the younger folk, the kids. You're not talking to kids. Um, just, I'll let you go. Just listen. Yeah, okay. Can you just can I'm, you just say something? God. There's all this talk about the next generation below us not giving a shit about cars, right? Mm-hmm. And cars are becoming less and less popular, and people want to do ride sharing. And yeah, and oh yeah, stuff. people be talking about that. People be talking, right? And there's people all this gloom and doom about like, oh, the last cool car is already cell been phones built. are the new car, right? That's but, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but. As I drive around our town, and we're in Santa Cruz, California, it's not a huge city by any means, but there's car culture everywhere. Like, every block I drive on, there's an adventure mobile, or a rad motorcycle, or a badass, like, drift car, or... Step out my front door, and just look at what cars you see, and you can point out one of each of those. And my neighbor's the same way. There's some guy with a a Z3 that's covered, and he, like, babies it. And then there's a crazy uh, Volkswagen bus that's getting lowered. And then there's a a guy with a crazy old uh, Land Cruiser that's ready to go to, you know, Rubicon. Dude, within my little... There's, like, a Lowrider. There's a 914. There's, like, four Vanagons. Yeah. There's an old Chevy pickup. So these are people that are giving a shit enough about it to to insure these cars and yep. modify them and work on them. And we see them all day, every day. So I guess my point is like, do you guys feel like that's true uh, of everywhere? Are we in a bubble? I mean, California is obviously a very car heavy place With, without coming to a conclusion. I can add a little more. Yeah. Detail. Add away. This so, what we're doing. uh, my wife, Christina is a Spanish teacher in high school. Uh, and she so was, she connects yeah. with, you know, she's got students in her class all the time. Well, every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Once in a while, do, she got a student come through. <laughs> yeah. They'll do projects like, you know, they'll do like the cut and paste stuff where you're cutting stuff out of magazines and, uh, talking about things that you like and dislike and as part of like, you know, getting to know each other. or, yeah, or Menos. Yeah, yeah. Mas or Menos. Mas or Menos. Uh, SCS. But anyways, like, she has students in her class that are actually, like, racing. Like, in high school, like, they're building drag race cars and stuff. Awesome. Like, little Acuras. And, uh, so where does like, the... there was one dude who was, like, interested in uh, Specky 30, actually. And she Whoa. was all stoked to tell me. And she's, like, giving me, like, numerous examples. She told me to listen to Driving While Awesome? Yes, Listenido to Driving While Asamado. I think you're offending people, Lane. I think you're offending people. (laughs) But anyways, I was super encouraged by that. You know, like, people will have little cutouts of BMW M3s on their thing, you know? And it's like, people are are looking at that stuff. Basically, people want to be Brian, is what he just said. Specky 30, cutouts of M3s. That's actually what I'm saying is I'm super uh, egocentric and I don't listen to anything unless it applies to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, um, 
I think a lot of it's that kids, you know, aren't necessarily getting their licenses the day they turn 16. Like I think all of us tried to do if we didn't, it was within, you know, a couple weeks or whatever. Um, but I think, think about our, you know, when we were in high school, how many people were really like car people? Like how many of us were car guys, you know, like a lot, obviously us three were, and there was a lot, but it wasn't, but it wasn't every kid in class. It was like, say in every class, there'd be like four kids that were into cars, right? I'd say like a majority aspired to have a cool car. Maybe they couldn't afford it at the time. No, that's a really good point. I've never thought about that. I'm I'm looking at it like, I think there's still the same amount of car, like core car people. Mm -hmm. I just think that those other people that, you know, these... I mean, primary, probably a lot of girls um, and a lot of guys, too. But they're the ones that were never going to be car people anyways. They they use cars as transportation. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily get their license right away because they're not into cars. They wouldn't have been into cars 20 years ago, 50 years ago, right. or anything. It's just... So I think that that population is, is dwindling. The population of, you know, normal person not into cars getting their license right away... Because they'll just car share with a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the amount of like core car people is probably the same as it ever was. Yeah, it feels like the car culture, for lack of a better phrase, is really strong. I mean, look at cars and coffee. I know. That didn't exist when we were in high school. I know. And Cars and Coffee is the biggest. I mean, every week, you know, every time there's a Cars and Coffee at Canepa, there's hundreds of people that show up. And there are a decent amount of younger people, too. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. I actually haven't looked. And look at YouTube channels. It's all young kids, like, like doing reviews of cars and stuff. Right. So I think the maybe what I'm taking away from it is that the media, uh, quote unquote, is trying to make it something it isn't or or just making it seem like it's a bigger uh issue and this dying thing when i don't really feel like it is i mean obviously we're in this you know heavy car world that we do this podcast every week but um we also have friends that are into cars that aren't in driving while awesome and they like having a nice car or a fast car or a you know kevin we went we went to las vegas last weekend and on the way back, he was talking about the Tesla, the Model 3, and just, you know, saying it's like, hey, it's the fastest production car, or the Model S is. Oh, the, the 100 or whatever, the, the P100? Uh, yeah, the, he's saying that, you know, the Model S is the fastest production car, the fastest production sedan or something. And I'm going, I'm like, yeah, but I don't see you at the racetrack every weekend. We're not yeah. pulling you. So my and point it's is, the quickest one time 0 to 60. But my it's point like, is that. Even someone who's looking at an electric car, which yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't really have performance on your list, is you know knows the stats and and uses them as like a a thing to build value into buying. Did it. you just say we don't care? We like old. We like analog cars. Kind I of. I mean, that's what. I was yeah, about. yeah. No, my argument was like, hey, I, I don't. I'm not having to like pull you away from the track every weekend. Yeah. And really, I don't care about zero to sixty no. times. Like I. Within reason, you do. Sure, you sure. don't want it to be twenty but like seconds. Brian's but... e golf. I yeah. was like, that's fast enough. Of like, you know, like if I'm zipping around traffic and in and out of. And the Tesla is a super expensive car. It's super expensive car, <laughs> and it's really fast. Like, yeah. faster than any car really yeah. should be. I I don't know. I mean, I have a hundred and sixty horsepower, thirty year old car, so I'm coming from a totally different perspective. But um, 
I just think it's interesting that it's like, well, I'm going to justify this purchase of this insane piece of technology. And one of the main factors is the zero to 60 time. Yeah. Yeah. For your $140,000 car that can only go 300 miles, but 280 miles. I mean, kind of, uh, in parallel with that is, uh, I don't know. Like if you looked at our parking lot in high school, it was a lot of gas guzzling cars. The more it guzzled gas, the more cool it was. And yeah. I think what the media maybe latches on to is maybe if you go to a high school parking lot today, uh, the seniors are driving fuel-efficient cars. And I think that's the story that I so get out of some of the media. A lot of the reason that we had a gasoline car is because that was what cars. was cheap and used. So we bought whatever was cheap and used. And my, I tell you, my Volkswagen Rabbits weren't gas guzzlers. I don't think Warren's GTI was a gas guzzler. I mean, it's just yeah. whatever we could find that was a thousand dollars, and we, you know, and was somewhat and fun. Had rear wheel drive, whether mm-hmm. or front wheel drive. I mean, Rabbits, yeah, rabbits and yeah. Golfs, yeah. you know. But it was what was like what we we thought would be fun, which would be that, like a Rabbit or Golf, or a muscle car. Those were our kind of choices of a fun car that was cheap. And I think now you're getting into, I don't know. I, I mean, I would have gladly taken a Honda Accord or something too, you know? I would have taken yeah. any, I would have taken a minivan as my first car. Like, I didn't care. I wanted, Dude, I just was, wanted a car. Uh, like a newer Honda Accord was like, you were like the you were rich, balling. you were like yeah. the rich baller kid. It's yeah. like, whoa. You know, it didn't matter uh, performance wise. It was more like just I remember having Frankie that thing. and Frankie I drag racing my mom's Honda Accord versus his Honda Accord. Yeah, he I, still has that fucking thing. That's what? crazy. I it's know. No Three hundred thousand miles and like its second engine. We were just talking about it in Vegas. Wow. Uh, you said I remember you, when he got that brand new and he put the good speakers in it. That's yeah, all he six changed. Nine, six by nines, bro. Six <laughs> by nines. <laughs> and it, it was so good. He still drives it every day. That's crazy. I, I know. That really I couldn't is. believe it. And he's like, ah, yeah, it's just finally getting to that point where I think it's going to be time to. <laughs> like, finally, too. Oh, my. Your high school car, essentially. I mean, yeah. I think he got it senior year. Or... Got it brand new, but yeah. yeah. But he had a, a Mustang, um, a 77. <laughs> oh, yeah. The worst Mustang. With a three speed and that That's horrible right. back end. That was no, like... it was like a. Was this? It wasn't a little one. It was one of the bigger it was, ones. It was a full size with a weird yeah, hatchback. Yeah, so wasn't that earlier? Like 74 or something like Could've that? Could have been. Maybe. Yeah. It was yeah. the worst It was the big one before they got Pinto-esque. It was like the most terrible. Yeah, it was dark Mustang. green, yep. like uh, fade, like not faded, it but was, just a bad paint it job. It was actually kinda. really clean. It but was it was like, like kind of a Earl Scheib paint job. It was like very flat. Yeah. And uh, three-speed manual. Yep. yep. Just the worst car of all time. Yeah. But anyways, we went from that. To the and he had a rad Honda, van Honda with a shag carpet. And yes, stuff. yeah. Um, so the other thing I was thinking of is you kind of highlighted. We just bought what was cheap. Yeah. Like so, what's or is the barrier to entry higher for cars nowadays? Maybe a little bit. I think. I mean, I know back in the day, like Jared was getting two thousand twos for fifteen hundred bucks. Well, it would totally run and drive. See, yeah, but what's fifteen hundred now? That's like Miata. three thousand. But, but then. But I'm saying yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. You're right. You're right. Fifteen fifteen hundred back then was a bigger deal. Yeah, and also it's more expensive to get your license now. I know that until you're eighteen, I think they make it. And a little you can't easier. you can't drive with friends. You, you oh, can't. that's you total have to, bullshit. Yeah, or at night. It used to be only like from the time you're sixteen to sixteen and a half, or no, something like that. You couldn't drive at night, or I don't know. But now they extend it till you're eighteen or something yeah. like that. So right. like you can't have friends. Yeah, and I think parents these days are a little more with. I mean, you know, I've seen it with my kids and stuff like, you know, Heidi and I have this like 
conversation all the time is is like the world worse or do we just hear about more stuff through hear Facebook and Instagram, you yeah. know, all these different, I think we just hear about more stuff because yeah. we're, we're hearing about stuff we would never hear about back in the day totally. on our local news. Well, it's like if someone uh, on a, on an airplane decides to just uh, go crazy, right? They don't yeah. hurt anybody, but they're just yeah. acting super weird. Yeah. That's, that's national, if oh, not yeah. international news. Yeah. They land the plane like, and it's all shit. over Twitter and it's all over everything. Totally. And I think now parents are, more worried about all this stuff. Yeah. So they're, they're limiting their kids driving. They're, they're more cautious about all this stuff. They also want their kids to be, you know, they hear about every accident, every teenager that dies in an accident. Oh, everything's they want analyzed. Their, they want statistics. their kids to be in a, a safer, newer car where we were, you know, they're like, Oh, buy whatever you, you know, maybe, you know, not always, but you know, they're like, Oh, buy whatever you want. Buy that sixties Ford, buy that sure. 50 Chevy, whatever. Well, now the crash standards are so, uh, scrutinized and and for a good reason mm-hmm. and also consumer reports who everyone you know relies on to give them information about new cars yeah. they are really into safety and i think that's gotten more and more so and I mean, crash test ratings are more at the forefront yep when you go look at a car it says the rating on the Mur- monroney and stuff, at work so. i got a i got a newsletter magazine kind of thing it was like you know used car sales news because next door to us was a, a car dealership so we get all their all their mail and uh it's just it was basically them talking about what consumers want and the number one thing was passive or active safety like you want cars that slam on the brakes for you you want you know all this shit that that we've talked about in the past with consumer reports and like consumer reports now will knock your overall score as a car if it doesn't have those features. Yeah. So if your car doesn't have available um, automatic braking, you're not a good car. Yeah. Well, I mean, backup cameras are mandatory next year. Really? In all cars. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. That makes sense, though, because they've gotten pretty much it's, every car. And it's a safety thing, But it's right? it's it's mandatory optional. No, mandatory. In all cars, no matter what, it will have It will a be as of next year or the year after. So when you get or a car, probably 2018 it's going to have model. a screen with a camera. Yes. Ma- like standard. Yeah. Wow. That's probably Apple just making all cars get a screen so they can do the CarPlay uh, stuff. They sell those aftermarket ones where it's just like a license plate frame and you have your, your yeah. iPhone. It's like 500 bucks. Oh, it goes your iPhone. Yeah. Hmm. So what are we saying again? What is our big statement here? My well, my my point starting off was that I've just more and more noticed, especially driving around town, that, that car culture is not dead. Car culture is not dead at all. Yeah, and if it's almost more intense. But as a counter argument, it could be just our generation. But I don't know what these people look like. I'm just like, seeing cars around. I know, you're but seeing the a people lot of kids who can, driving them. The people who can afford these uh, Vanagans and yeah. whatever are yeah. our generation. That's true. But that what what is that going to say about the kids that are in high school now? I don't know. But we I see know. kids driving cool stuff all the time, like at Canepa and stuff. Yeah. We'll see all kinds of kids with with cars and car crews. And, and they're out there looking at the cars. In, yeah. Interested and that, in, like Mark 1 Scirocco, the other one that I spotted around town, like the it's some UCSC kid that right. parked in front of my house the other day. Um, there's definitely younger kids that are into it too. It's not only you know 35 year old yeah, users guess, like us. My whole point was that it it kind of just uh, gave me like reassurance uh-huh. that what we're doing is not this 
weird kind of thing that's dying <laughs> you know like yeah. we're into cars yeah. and people obviously listening are into cars and i don't know if it's just a california thing or a santa cruz thing i don't think so how many car podcasts were there 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> how many will there be in 20 years maybe there'll be way less i don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know who knows whatever robots talking into microphones. so do you guys have any car project car updates hmm i do oh brian man with that guy face in too. and <laughs> Um, no, I, I really don't. You don't? I, no. Brian? Um, this is where I should have been taking notes. Uh, so, uh, the one, the 114, I got the parts from Germany. Mercedes 114. W114. Yeah. And the motor is in the parts car, uh, the 116. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the parts from Germany, the mass airflow meter or whatever. It's actually not called that. Um, and, uh, the throttle position switch, I threw those on. It didn't solve the rough running issue. Okay. So, uh, you know, I've, last week I was just reading through, uh, D-Jet troubleshooting stuff. Um, you know, it actually gets a bad rap, I think, but there are fairly straightforward parts and, uh, you know, you just have to go through them one so by one. So what is the rough running issue? Is it, is it just rough on idle or what's your issue? Um, yeah. So if I start it up. Uh, it'll start up fine, but it, it is, it's just like rough on idle. And if I rev it, it'll, uh, it'll, uh, kind of stumble and stuff. Oh, stumble. And so you sure it's not, I mean, you have vacuum leaks or anything? No, I don't know. I'm at the very beginning of it. Yeah. So it how could be your, vacuum. I've manifold? checked a lot of lines and everything, uh, that I've checked. I, I haven't found any big errors. I, I checked the timing and, um, one major problem that I see is that, uh, you know, when I'm setting the timing, it's best when it's completely maxed out one way on the distributor rotation, which that concerns me. Like, I just feel like it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. It should be somewhere in the middle where I have some adjustment. Like, I feel like when it maxes out, I'm still going towards it running good, you know? Yeah. So, so your timing could be a little off, uh, like off a tooth, and you're compensating it. With moving your distributor. Yeah, but then there's also these other little... Uh, oh, spark plugs. You change your spark plugs. I haven't I mean, even done that Distributor yet. cap, rotor The cap points. and rotor look good, but I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're naming things that are on my list. Yeah, I'm yeah. just talking about the beginning. Uh, you know, with this... You know, there's also like the way there's these trigger points for the injectors. Uh-huh. It's the way the DJET works. So it's actually on the distributor. There's these trigger points. So as it passes a certain cylinder uh, for spark, it's also passing for uh, for fuel. And so those trigger points can wear out or they can just get corroded and you have to clean them. And yeah. so that was actually after I made a post last week, uh, Shirokuro Street, he hit me up and he's like, yeah, check these trigger points. So, um, you know, it's like just knocking things off the list one by yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did have a, a shop, uh, you know, Franz Mercedes up in Belmont. He did check the compression and everything was good. Yeah, he said the he must have good. pulled the plugs. I, I never did it myself though. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even know if they're the right plugs or what. And yeah, all yeah. these little things can That's make a difference. That's where to start all the cheap shit. Yeah. All the inexpensive stuff like cap yeah, like spark plugs. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, knock that out and then you or eliminate. Or even, even your wires. But you right? eliminate all that as a possibility. Yeah. 
Yep. Because I'm going to replace that stuff anyways. It's yep. kind of a shotgun approach, but in this case... It's no, no, because you, you don't know what their age is, and yeah. you don't know their brand. Yeah, and... it's definitely shotgun, but you want to do it regardless. Well, I mean, so... just checking over the parts to start with, at least, before I even start replacing them. Like, I need to check the, the connections on the, the trigger points and stuff like yeah. that. And yep. I, I You know, there's a little bit where I have to learn about all that sure. stuff. Sure, and too. you can always keep the stuff you take off the car in a box... That if you happen to need That's another set of yeah. wires, exactly, or, yes. you know that you'll at least have them. But I would eliminate all that stuff as a hmm. Well, I still haven't done the wires yet. Like, yeah, maybe that's it. But um, actually, ignition wires can be kind of expensive for those cars. But yeah. they are. But yeah. let me know. I'll help and, you out. You know, I even have it on my list to uh, send the injectors out to be cleaned. That could be a whole other thing. Yeah, that definitely could. Um, I don't think that's one an issue of, here. But another approach for that is to go find some in similar injectors. Dude, that's a problem with my cars. Oh, really yeah. rare. That's right. They're special D-Jet, like European-only injectors yeah. that they're like green-colored instead of dark blue. Right. And they're really hard to find, apparently. Yeah, I take it back because my E30s have a similar issue. Mine, not so much. but they And then people upgrade to this higher you know pound yeah uh, that's what i'm interested pressure. in like, what can i replace it with right and then that gives them a little bit of performance upgrade you know and they fit the same same bosch yeah um body injector but they're kind of expensive and then especially they're expensive if someone's already done the refurbishing like what's expensive like 50 bucks each or no, more 100 bucks each? yeah like 80 bucks a piece wow. six of them six you know? of them like, yeah it adds Some up real money. Quick. Yeah, and then also there's all these different um, lines of thinking of which color is the best injector. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you you put the green one on, you should put the orange, and it's like, and oh, you have fuck. to match it with other modifications. So, yeah, too, then I'm like, typically. well, fuck it, I just want my own injectors replaced as the same one that came in the car, but they're actually hard to find. Well, here's the thing. So there's OE. a place I know just from Specky Thirty because he sponsored it, Doctor Injector. He's up in Sacramento or something. Oh, okay, and you send him out. It's yep, 20, he, 20 bucks each. He's cousins with Doctor DJ. <laughs> no, maybe that would be that That's would be Professor random. DJ. Oh, sorry. Um, there's another guy in Indianapolis that we used to use all the time for um, hard to find injectors. That essentially, if you have the time, it's a better yeah. value. But yeah. a lot of times, what people do is they go to the junkyard, get injectors out of like a 944, they send those away, get them rebuilt, put them in their car the same day that it's been running. You know, like they're not out weeks of time. Oh, yeah, but uh, that's for a common car. You know. Um, another update for the Mercedes, uh, just yesterday I went and picked up a set of, um, the lightweight, another set of the, a lightweight aluminum steel looking wheels. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I was, uh, actually, you know, just, I was checking Mercedes wheels because I was considering with the 190E replacing the, those with super cheap ones. Uh, and then keeping the, the lightweight, I don't even know what they're called, but yeah. they're the aluminum, uh, nice wheels. Uh, and so I was just looking they're for from a, a cheap, CLK. Yeah. The CLK ones. Yeah. They're like 13 pounds or something and all the Vanagon guys want them and stuff. Um, I could either keep them for my car cause you could actually refinish them to make them look appropriate or sell them separately. Uh, but I came across these, uh, steel looking wheels and, um, are they Mercedes? They're Mercedes yeah. and they're from, uh, 
they put the lightweight aluminum steel looking wheels on they call them aluminum pressed wheels um they put them on the diesels so the 240ds and the 300ds the 240d wheels were five and a half inches five and a half by 14 and then the 300ds were uh six by 14 oh, there you go i already have a set of the six by 14s that came on the uh pr- the parts car i got um, at, but then this one, the guy was selling it for 120 bucks, 125 bucks Instead of four? for a force. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, the guy who I sold the bumper to Roy, he had offered me a set for 400 bucks, which I think was a good deal actually. Yeah. So um, you got a real but, screaming deal. Yeah. But nice. they're the smaller ones. They're the five and a half inch wide, yep. but pretty cool. I'm really That's stoked awesome. on it. And I'm really curious about re- refinishing them, taking the paint off and just having them aluminum look. Totally. I love that look. I mean, that's kind of like, um, Get, Alf- clear po- get some clear powder coat or what? Maybe, yeah. What's I'm, the what's our homie with the uh, brown uh, Crazy Greg? Crazy Greg, yeah. And he has those aluminum steel looking wheels. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. cool. I know, and it's rad that it's Mercedes factory. No, stuff. that's, that's so awesome. awesome. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be that hyped on it if it was just some and, American. Yeah, and five wheel. and a half. So, I mean, you can fit like a one ninety five on there, one eighty five. Why wouldn't you just probably run, all you can fit under that car anyways? Wouldn't you just run yeah. the six inch wide? Six. Inch? Yeah, I mean now, uh, now I have both, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, you right. can just see which one fits best and yeah, and looks uh, best. Yeah, these these ones they actually they're in pretty good shape. My sixes are uh like a little more rough, and so I don't know. Like as far as refinishing them, I, maybe I'll start with the sixes anyways. Although yeah. these ones don't have tires on, so it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how to refinish them exactly. But I was thinking I would just take them to uh, media blasting or whatever, yeah. but that can fuck them up apparently because they're pretty soft. So yeah, they, they recommend aircraft stripper, which I've done that before. It's a pain it's in the ass. Super messy. Yeah. And then it works so good though. But once you remove the paint, then how do you prep it for You should just take it to powder coating. I can I know a guy. Oh yeah. I got a guy. Okay. Is that guy on yeah. He's on near Capitola. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I, yeah. It'd be fun to just go through that process and see what they look like. Yeah. Like on seventeenth. Uh no, he's on the frontage road oh, okay. down by Pierce. But uh that reminds me, I've came across a, a dead pedal for a BMW. AC Schnitzer makes a dead pedal. They're uh, aluminum look, you know, they kind of have black stripes on it and kind of gaudy. So I spray painted it black, um, put it in my E30. Nice. So does your car not have a dead pedal? It does, but it's carpeted. It's like a soft dead pedal. Okay. You know, like it's there and it has a little plasticky pad. has a pad. Like my, my car has But it's too. soft. Like there's oh. some insulation and give oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. Which you don't really want a dead yeah, pedal. You like don't. if you're using that to like hold yourself in position. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's a little squishy. Um, it's squishy. And I've always wanted to make my own, but it just never got around to it. And yeah. they're kind of expensive. Like I bet that AC, AC Schnitzer. It's probably like 70 bucks. I think it's more than that. Really? I say it's like 125 wow. or something. And it's, it's cool though. It's all billet or, you know, it's yeah. hewned. Out of a single piece, and it's hollow. Yeah. Like a, it's not a solid piece. It's like the back is uh, ground out. You uh-huh. know? So, anyways, I haven't put it in yet, but it's it's ready. That's sweet. Oh, and speaking of the E30, uh, 1989 BMW E30, I'm looking for the rear wing window latches. I've talked about this before. Yeah. But if anyone listening, like Brian, got the fucking hookup on stuff from the podcast so hoping that maybe i get a hookup here um, they don't have to be great condition like appearance wise but they just can't have any cracks the plastic wing window 
latches for BMW. Or if you have a machine shop, can you make one in a set? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of I hoon them. If, can you hoon the shit out of them? Or 3D <laughs> print them. I don't give a fuck. If they work, they work. Yeah. But, uh, and then what else? Oh, my onboard computer, the little, you know, information center that an E30 has, is all predatored out. I can't read shit on it. I have to press it like that the screen and it tells me is that one up on the it's up on the the map light area right up no on the roof? that's that's the like check that's like your uh fault oh, it's on the left of the da- of the it's dash. just right next to the stereo oh okay yeah right next to the stereo and it has you know temperature and the time and such gotcha. but the screen is like on its last legs and i've actually been looking for them and people are asking like 50 to 100 dollars for these things they used to be you just give them away, you know, back in the day. So if anyone wants to give one away. Dude, you have a bunch. Because I feel like I have a bucket full of this stuff for the E30, for the Dude, race I remember car. you were like, oh, I have the steering wheel. Do you want that? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then you, like, threw it away or something. What? Yeah. It was an yeah. M-Tech wheel. Trash. Wow. Maybe so, I still have it. And then Lane wait. said, he's like, oh, I got this awesome cup holder. Do you want it? Yeah, I do. Dude, oh, I lost I it. I can't find it. Yeah. And we're selling all this stuff on eBay See? right now. And I just cannot find it. For the life of me, it's going to pop up, though. I know. So I've got front brake rotors, the ATA brake, okay. ATE. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to be more proactive. See, you're kind of like brake rotors. Like I can get those pretty cheap, and they're like brand new, available yeah, like twenty like bucks in each, half an hour. Okay, all right, all right. But go on, I'm listening. Well, and that whole exhaust that's just sitting at my yes, house, I'll take freaking that. collecting rust, bro. I'll take that. You and said you'd take kind of it a work. year ago. I know. Maybe maybe you need to look on your side, man. <laughs> you should get a truck that's, of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe if you want a truck. Talk, I don't want to talk about the truck. Uh, um, so but I, wait, I, no. Dude, you skipped past me. I was oh, still geez. talking. No, we didn't skip past you. Okay, look. It helped you end your... Okay. I I did the, the left tie rod on the 190E. The so. one that you had to do. Yes. Yes. The minimal that I had to do. Yes. Sweet. The essential repair. Yeah. I did have to buy a $70 kit of uh, little, like, tie rod tools, Polaris which was awesome. At one point, I sent a text message to you guys, like, I wasn't sure if I should just get the pickle fork and one little tie rod removal or yeah, the whole kit. kit. Yeah. And I'm definitely glad I went with the whole kit because I didn't even use the little tie rod removal. Nice. It was, like, two separate things to be able to make it work. Um, but I replaced that. Took it for a test drive, ended up like doing my own uh, alignment oh, <laughs> like, nice. during the t- like I pulled it up on a curb so I could crawl underneath and adjust it <laughs> on two different times because huh. it was like pulling left hard and then I over adjusted pulling right hard and wow. I got it right in the middle and you pulled it I pulled it and nice. yeah it works I was pretty proud of myself that's you great. know I was like eyeballing it from five different angles um, so that's good uh, and so and I'm also returning all the parts finally I still haven't sent them out but I've got all the RMAs but um, yeah dude I got it so now I gotta sell it and I'm kind of like I'm I'm, I'm kind of sentimental about it like I kind of wanted to go go to a good home like yeah. it's, it's a unique car where it's got 250,000 miles so it's like kind of worthless to a lot of people I want the person it, who's gonna appreciate it it's hot rodded with a big motor yeah. and the motor doesn't have much no so many miles on it. it's got 70,000 miles on the replacement motor you yeah, definitely and need, the trannies like fairly I think new, the tranny right? was rebuilt I, I forget I thought you I have notes that. on this yeah if it's it, still running it's been rebuilt <laughs> at some point or I, I, it may have come over with the 70,000 mile motor yeah and um, so I think that with a little bit of work, it could really last a long so, time. Um, plug it right now. What is it? It's a 1991 Mercedes 190E 
so it's a four-door, obviously, automatic. It's a really nice blue that's in shitty condition. Kind of like Lapis blue, like BMW. Dark, dark blue. Dark blue over like a nice uh, uh, gray interior. Tint it out. Is it leather or vinyl? I can't tell the difference. On CLK, polished aluminum wheels. Yeah. And And it's got the three liter motor instead of a 2.6. Okay, so motor's been improved. And uh, tinted? Yeah, it's tinted. Yeah, it has some ugly, like, fake carbon. It's got carbon stickers over all the interior pieces, but it actually doesn't even look that bad. Yeah. Um, It's got Sportex springs and Sportex sway bars. That's a brand. No, Some, that's no. It's it's it's, M, it's the Mercedes Benz. Oh, oh Mercedes Benz. Sport Benz. Tech line. Oh, okay. No, Sport Line. Sport, sport line. line. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Sport Line. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so yeah, I was you know a few podcasts ago, I was thinking about keeping it and doing it up with like Bill Steens and tires, all that stuff. A match. No, set it's got con- Continentals. Oh, Continentals. But they're rubbing because it's got two fives and it's just. Not working. Um, so hit Brian up if you want to buy a car. Yeah, so, so I don't first know. Of all, you should write a little blog post and put on DWA yeah. and then pimp it on our Instagram like several times and just say like, hey, Barry, people. What do you think about who's who's Kevin's nephew who's on the podcast? What's his name? Gabe. Gabe. He, I think it might be a good car for Gabe. Okay. Gabe's dream car is like a GTR. He's not into it. He's not into it. No. Yeah. It's not baller enough for... No. No, it's not baller. I mean, it's cool. It's a really cool car. That's actually a Canepa one that I should take to Canepa. <laughs> yeah, you should You should contact MB Classics. You know, down in Irvine, there's no, a Mercedes-Benz <laughs> uh, folks. And you go, hey, guys, it's Brian again. Um, yeah, it's got... Two, how many miles? Two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand. I mean, you know, the paint's not so good. Yeah. You can find them all day long for eighteen hundred dollars for like one with a third of the miles. Yeah. All I'm saying, the type of people that would go to Canepa might be interested in a dude. I think the car people like that would go anywhere would be interested in a cheap ass car. So I think you put the in a whole food. The people that like just... prefer not to walk. Yeah, would maybe be interested. Yeah, um, but that's not who I want to get. Okay. I don't want I like, just the people like who are. I don't want the pedestrians. It would be cool that you should do what Warren said. That's make a blog saying. post about it. Yeah, take some cool pictures. Like, yeah. make a make a fun little story about it. And yeah, use this opportunity. Put it on our Instagram. Brian. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Oh <laughs> like three pictures. Here he like, is. All right, all right, all right. I'll. I mean, it, this is why we're talking out loud. Is that an I'll do it? No, no, I didn't say that. I didn't go that far. About it. And then I won't do it. Yeah, let me, let me gracefully for, try to move on forever. He's all going to just park it up in the woods. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's going to sit forever until no, I have some issue. And then you really like, do. Like, I should have sold it. I really do want to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just have too many cars. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good car. Yeah, like, for sure. If you need a car that has all four windows go down. Oh, yeah. And you're driving along. Arm out. Oh, now Brian's like yeah. reconsidering. Well, then, so, so who is it? Who's the demographic? Is it is like people who don't like to walk? Yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't... It's not like a full enthusiast car. It's like an enthusiast that wants a little beater daily driver yes. to like... And they work in town and they just want a little car to drive yeah. around. Or like you said, Gabe, like my son needs a car and yeah. this is great and I like Mercedes and I I used to work on them. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but using... It's an enthusiast get-around car. And using yeah. DWA as your catalyst will find the right 
person. And sure. yeah. it all depends on how much you're trying to get out of it. What I if mean, what if I did a ten thousand no. dollars? <laughs> I, I like I'm going like for like three. Top dollar. We'll start at like sixty five hundred. Like I don't know because it's like blue and the wheels are cool. And then I am known for that, but I am trying to uh, reform myself. So guys, I took a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to ship it, but it's cool. I mean, yeah. I wish bring I am trailer, trying but... to get better at this stuff. I mean, it's it's nice to sell cars cheap. Yes, well, yeah. it's I'm, it's nice not to ask. It's kind of gratifying for your shit. too, like just to to sell a car for a good price. I'm know? a big fan of of getting your bottom dollar. Like what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> figure out what that number is, and then what anything you make above that is profit. Yeah. So, you know, like if you're like, I won't take less than a thousand. Yeah. Then then that's where you. Yeah. That's where you go with. Yeah. But, sure. Um, it's what, a bummer that bringing a trailer is $350 to... Oh, it costs that much? I think it is to the buyer. Dang. 250 $250? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But it's not super, super cheap. So, because that would be a great... See what happens. No reserve. I know. It kind of would be. I mean, Autoworks. maybe it's not that bad. Autoworks. You could do it, dude. No. Why? You don't think it would sell I, for more I put, than, I put, more than 750 Is there yeah, any rest dude, on it? Is there it any would rest have to. No, no rest. No rest. No it's rest. It's in great condition. Like oh, underneath, works. there's. I have a list of items that it should be done. Yeah. Um. But it's okay. Like well, there's a solid. There's a really decent. I would say borderline nice E28 right now. No reserve in Berkeley. It's that bronze it on. I want to say dark gray or black. Yeah. And it's like stalled at fifteen hundred bucks. But and it's a mean, manual. But, but we'll how many see days what, left? Yeah, we'll see what it goes for. I mean, auction, right? Yeah, so, there, and it's a no reserve. You never know with an. I mean, it could go for. That's true. You're right. It could go for ten times that in the yeah, last. Half exactly. An hour, but you're right. But I was just surprised that after three days or something that it didn't really pick yeah, up any steam. A lot of times, stuff like that, like that Mercedes we just sold the the R107, the pumpkin. Yep. I mean, it, it was. Stalled at whatever five thousand, then it sold for ten five last wow. day. Yeah, know? so that's it'd be interesting. To well, see. shit, Brian. I mean, if you think it's going to sell for your money, your bottom dollar plus the auction fees, then you should do it. So I have a bunch of updates. I'm going to run through them pretty quick. Okay, go. So I told on the last podcast or the one before that, I said we got another R one hundred and seven SL. Yes, we got another one R one hundred and seven SL. Holy shit! Uh, this is a five hundred. Okay. Oh, what? 86. Dude, how are you finding all these? Local to us. Mm-hmm. John had put a note on this car several months ago because oh, nice. it was just sitting. Yeah. Paint's kind of scruffy. Uh, besides that, you know, it's fairly straight. American car? Uh, it's a, it's a Euro. Euro bumpers, Euro headlights. No way. Oh, 500. Uh, Dude, guy sick. called the other day, and John's in the room next to me, and I hear every, you know, he has on speakerphone. And John's like, what car? What SL? Because he basically, you know. Everyone he sees every SL. SL. So uh, the guy's like, yeah. And then, you know, I can t- I can hear John, you know, kind of interested, but like, what do you want for it kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, right. Like, you're, you know, you're kind of like, all right, so how, 15, you know, what do you want? Like crazy money, you know? What kind of ridiculous, you know, did you see the one go for 80 grand at auction or yeah. something? The guy goes, well, I, I you know. I uh, I bought it for thirty five hundred, so I just want to get my money out. Oh, I'll be right snap. over. So you could see, you could hear John's like tone go yeah. from like, well, you know, to like trying to contain himself, basically, <laughs> you know, as he's like jerking off or something. Uh, no, <laughs> but so he it. he uh, went and bought the, he went over and looked at the car and bought it for three grand. Wow, three grand. Yeah, he talked him down from what he wanted. Yeah. To so how is it? 
It needs paint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's rough. I mean, the paint's not great. The interior has tape. The seats are taped up a little bit. Okay. It runs fine. Complete car, though. It's nothing. a complete car. has Euro bumpers and Euro headlights, which alone Same, are worth dude. three grand. Yeah. And uh, it runs good. It has a lot of, like, torque off the line. Like, it actually gets so up So much goes. better than your other, the your 350s and stuff that you've had, I'm sure. You know what? It's not even that. It, it's funny. I mean, better than the 280, for sure. Yeah. But... The like the 450 we just got oh so we just took delivery of that euro mm-hmm. the 450 euro it does it does all right you know and the the 350 does well too which is mm-hmm. a 4.5 liter V8 mm-hmm. but yeah it definitely has like more right off the line you you feel yeah. that grunt it's more like muscle curry but so we got that and uh, we sold the Sentras that were on the 72. I got to say, I kind of like those. They're cool, but, but not on that car, really. Do you mind if I ask what you got for them? We got uh, a 1000 bucks. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. And it was like last minute. Because you said they were like impeccable. They're really nice. Yeah. Really nice. So we sold those, and we sold the AMG body kit off that car. And what'd you get for that? I'm just curious uh, because I don't know what that's it worth. It was the side and rear for like... 750 or 800 and, you do and we spoiler? still have the front oh okay the and, front lip's pretty cool we, we don't have it on the car we're gonna sell it separately for like I was think bucks. painting that black like a flat black and putting it on a light colored car it would, would look badass cool. like the silver car, car we have yeah so and we got the 15 inch 15 by 7 bunts and put them on that 72 yeah check out uh, that our, 72 is awesome now. check out our instagram page because there's you did that great you know before and after yeah and it looks so good Dude, that car is so rad it's yeah. really cool and then that that car is just really nice and i think um you know we have not much money into it basically well you should should i mean that's almost one to keep and sell the rest of this yeah, shit. i think that yeah, is yeah. Gonna, or at least keep for a while i think it is going to stick around good and maybe just make it even nicer than it is kind yeah. of thing that'd be a fun one to take on a cars and coffee weekend it definitely or, would or yeah. uh whatever or a rally half day yeah. rally it's a nice car i drove it around the other day and it was it was super nice so, cool um other updates hey, can you dude you I really want to hear one of those cars with a good exhaust on it. Dude, it'd be so rad, yeah. Like, just take it to a shop and say, give me straight pipes or something. It would be money. Okay, I'll do it for you, Brian. Nice. Side pipes. I'll get some uh, Flowmasters. Side pipes. Uh, (laughs) And then I started doing a little bit of work on the 944. So I I put the 924 turbo hood on it. Mm -hmm. I fitted that. And I bought a headlight on ebay so like the whole housing and i monkeyed with that and figured out how it goes on and put that on how'd that go and got it adjusted pretty well it's actually pretty easy it's not yeah it's not that hard at all there's just these little there's these little triangular um whatever they have three bolt holes on either side they're like pivot points Mm -hmm. for the headlight to go up and that's what you adjust they kind of they have a lot of movement Mm -hmm. so you just basically line you know you get your headlight pretty centered and you tighten those things down uh it ended up it only came with one of those pivots both i I thought only one was broken both were broken from the deer so i was gonna have to order another one from ebay my dad's like oh check this box or whatever and i had like 15 of them in a box. (laughs) So, and, uh, so I, cause I have all these 944 parts everywhere. And our buddy Sean Custer came over the other day and I, he picked up a computer from me. Nice. And a, um, what's it called? 
No, with no. The little the fuel injection, the the oh, oh the little cam mass here? airflow sensor. Oh, so I gave him one from a eighty six, or it's 80, really like a throttle body or f- whatever. Yeah. Eight, no, not throttle body because that's a mass airflow. Oh, okay, throttle body is a separate. Yeah, yeah. Know. So I gave him the mass airflow and the computer of an eighty five and a half plus model car, uh-huh. which he can retro. He can, I guess that's not retrofit. Is it? You're going on an older car? I don't know. But whatever, put it on his car, which is what my car is running, too. My car is the newer computer. And And is that better? It's a little... It's, like, chippable and stuff, too. So Mm. my car has a chip in it. Um, And I think they're... I don't know. But It might be easier to find, too. Like, for replacing? I I mean, that's all I had, so I gave him that. Then I have a couple more mass airflow sensors for the later model cars, but... And that works. You just... As long as you replace those as a unit, as a pair... As a unit, and it's all good. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. He's stoked. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, he he came over, got those... And uh, did you get pictures of both your 944s together? Or no? Uh, his... No. I took a picture of his, put it on my I mean, Instagram. Yeah. Lane's is pretty Brad sported out. Beat yeah. up, dude. I know. Total Brad sported. Does that it make is. you feel bad? Yeah. It's pretty depressing. The hood looks rad, though. That yeah. little Nacaduct is going to be cool. sick. It'll look cool. Really cool. Um, you say you're going to the body shop? Do you have one lined up and all that? No, not yet. Yeah. I think I'm going to use our the guy. I haven't talked to him yet. Oh, yeah. But I think might as well, you know? Totally. It's local. Like, I was thinking, I was going to use one of my guys up, up near my work, but yep. dealing with, like, driving it up and getting a ride back and all that stuff when we have a, a dude, you know, we have a guy to use Let here. me know when you're going to go up because I want to go up okay. and chat with him again, too. Yeah. I'll just ride with or something. Yeah, and I, I know... That I could, you know, he he knows what he's doing and everything. So I think that would be a good one yeah. to contact I'll him. Set you up because uh, the guy that does a lot of his work um, will be the guy to talk to as well. So oh, like, okay, going up when they're both there. Would be cool, key. All right, so yeah, we'll talk. So I need to do that. And then um, I did end up because I'm feeling so shitty about my car looking so bad that I wanted to like make something look better. So I. With a high chance of making it look worse, yeah. I decided to rip the the door molding off, the like the door guards. Basically. Bold move, yeah. rub yeah. strips, yeah. super bold. But I figure since it's gonna go to paint at some point, now is the time. You know, time. I can go paint the, I can get the doors painted too, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I go to, I go and rip those off. I just got a blow dryer off out and um, a plastic putty knife. Kind of went at it, and they came off so easy, and like I just scraped it off with like a plastic um, razor blade, and it was so easy. It was like there's no residue residue behind or anything. Like I didn't even all I did was wipe it with a towel afterwards. Jeez. Wow! And Do you think like, that perfect. car's been painted before? Yeah, the doors don't look like they have, but the front fenders and the whole front part definitely has. Okay, and the roof has as well. Because maybe they came off yeah. at some point and they were put on well, th- but not like factory well. I think they were you know? definitely put on. Yeah. And they had some like shady paint on them. I think the car didn't come with them. Yeah. So because they're, they never have screw holes, but at the end edge of the door where you don't see it, like when you open the door, there's supposed to be, there's a screw hole and there wasn't a screw in mine and there isn't a hole in the door. Hmm. So yeah, I think someone right. just someone... put them on after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, that could. You know, they thought it looked cool. It's kind of could even been like a dealer option, exactly. You know, yeah, dealer accessory. So super stoked to like find that because that's what I always I want it as clean as possible. I gotta say that the the rub strips didn't bother me at all. 
I, I never looked, they I never looked at your car and yeah, was like, as far as rub strips go, that's like it was pretty like minor. perfectly placed. And, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think they look horrible, yeah. and they kind of like even extend it and lower it a little bit. Yeah. Because you have that line doesn't accentuate so tall. Yeah. <laughs> but. but yeah. They were the paint was so bad on them too oh. that they were gonna have to be repainted. Gotcha. And then if you're gonna if you're gonna do like my my fender is gonna be repainted. Yeah. In this repair, right? Then you'd have to take that off anyway. So it it's is. you know you get into it. And, yep. And I do like it better without them. So nice. Yeah, that's a cool one. So like I think that's so you're all gonna right do now. the fenders the and the hood and the headlight. You're gonna do the Ryan, whole front end. I might end up getting the whole car painted. Oh, really? Uh, here we go. Do you have... I forget. Is yours the one... Does it have the extra key on yes. the driver's side? Yes. Are you going to fill that? I don't think so. Don't you do might don't get the whole that. car painted, so you better get that front bumper. But I will... Bumper. Yeah, but that's so easy. It doesn't... That's not that big of a... I mean, I'm kind of looking at like putting my money that I would have put... For something else towards like painting it, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We're, I'm kind of, I, I do want to get the, uh, I do want to get, um, the antenna hole, um, filled. Yeah. So I want to get that welded up on the front left fender. Oh, okay. Like the later cars didn't have an antenna hole. It was, yeah. uh, the antenna is built into the windshield. So I do want to get that filled. And then, yeah, I don't know. So, um, you sure we don't want to do some louvers on those fenders? You're pretty good at them. Maybe. I mean, we haven't actually tested. It's all been talked so far, but yeah. I could experiment on your car. Could be a, could be an idea. <laughs> I'll film. I'll yeah. film it. So, um, I think that's that, my project. Dude, if you so. painted that car, that would be major. Yeah. That would be and you're so you're going to go rad. like a fly yellow or something? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the classic 944. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep, have, the, keep everything red. Like the, the, yeah. the, the, Don't like paint the, the jams. All the jams and everything. Yellow over Nothing, red looks great. I don't great. think anything could be worse than a fly yellow 944. Especially over red paint when you open it the door. It does sound you see so it. bad, like huh? McDonald's. McDonald's. Fly yellow 944 just does not work, huh? Terrible. Like, um, how about a fly yellow E30? Horrible. Pretty bad. The worst. Yeah. The worst. There's a couple colors. Maybe, maybe. if you add scissor doors. And uh, angel eyes. Yes. Cars with a lot of black accents wouldn't work, huh? Mm. Fly yellow. I don't know that. Or what is I it? I think it's just a period. Dude, that that color Fly doesn't, yellow work doesn't work on, anything. on a lot of things. Yeah, huh? Like a Dino. Dino like, it works. A Dino or a maybe two seventy five or a Daytona or something. But and I'd rather have like every other color. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's my thing. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've been around some of those cars. And flies are actually attracted to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a fucking no, name. No, bugs love bright colors. Bugs like love bright colors. Yeah. You'd think it's just a catchy name. No. <laughs> um, I recently drove a weird car, and I don't get it as a car. What is it? A Chrysler Crossfire. Oh. So, I heard those have rad motors. By it's the way. a Mercedes it's, SLK it's motor. It's an old SLK. It's just a shitty six-cylinder. Okay. V6. This is a, a manual. With 8,600 miles on it. White. Over 8,600 miles? low miles. Yeah. The guy has two of them. Coupe or convertible? Coupe. White over gray. With that ugly hood. The that hood is, is so terrible. Funky as hell. A hood that uh, takes styling cues from the uh, minivan, the trans. Something. <laughs> no, no, no. It takes stylings from the ME. What was it? The ME412 or... It was a Chrysler concept car that came out around that time. Mid-engine... Uh -huh. Pretty badass looking concept car. It never got built around the time of like uh, the Cadillac concept car, which I can't remember. C CN? I know what you're talking about. Anyways. Um, so here's the thing. 
the car doesn't really do anything well. So it's, it's like a SLK. It's like an SLK, but it's a Chrysler. So all the interior is shitty plastics. Yeah. The steering wheel is horrible. So it's like a shittier SLK. Shittier SLK with arguably cooler styling. Yeah, kind of cool. cool. But it's interesting. It's interesting. But then you look at the details and it's like heavy fisted. Like nothing's intricate. It's all yep. it's all broad surfaces that go into another broad surface. Which is a trade amongst like most American cars from that period. Right. But it has this kind of aggressive, very unique profile. Oh and, really? And stance. Yeah. But when you get in it and drive it, it's not a sports car. It's not a touring car. It's pretty low and and rough, sort of hard to get in and out of. Kind of hard to get in and out of. Yeah, not the greatest. Um, Visibility in the back is kind of horrible for Mm -hmm. how small of a car it is. Um, It's just like all of those things. And then uh, who was it marketed towards? I don't know. Yeah, Auto Week ran an article, not especially the coupe, maybe like four years ago or three years ago, about the cult of Crossfires and how people just love them, and (laughs) it's this whole niche of. You know, forum goers. Yeah, that... but I, I could I could write an article about the cult of PT Cruiser as well. That's, so that's probably true. Um, I, when I was in Vegas, I saw a PT Cruiser Turbo go by, and it was like had the craziest blow off valve. Oh. Like someone spent the time. I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I don't know. Maybe yeah. the listeners are going like yelling at me right now because they're that's their dream car. No, or... nobody's yelling. And there's <laughs> there's even a a headlight. Uh, thing where they take the covered headlight out and put these like kind of weird black little spotlights in there instead hmm. that I've seen on a few of them. Oh, Maybe. you actually went to these Crossfire forums? No, no, no. I've just seen these around. No, he oh. just hangs out of the, the Crossfire yeah. Club. Yeah, the club. I mean, we just we call, it, we call it we call it Club Crossfire. I mean, <laughs> it's not a big deal. But, uh, anyways, I don't get it. I don't get it. And this wasn't the SRT6 version. Coffee? They did make an SRT6, oh, which I they? think was essentially an SLK55. You know, it had a supercharger, really? I believe. Oh, okay. Um, don't quote me on that. I didn't look up on Wikipedia or anything. So just weird that there's cars like that. You guys, yeah. So you didn't want an SLK, which has much better leather and interior. Probably a little more expensive SLK? I don't think so. I really? Think now Crossfires have that cult yeah. thing going on. Where if you're in the crossfire market, it's kind of like hard to find. I them. mean, I really doubt they sold that many of them. Right. I bet they're pretty rare because yeah. they couldn't sell that many. So, so this one has 8,600 miles. We're doing a headliner in it. You're just someone that really liked how they looked probably. And that was strictly what you went yeah. on. And you're like, oh, that's cute. And this is a younger, younger guy than us. That It's his quote unquote dream car. They're all like that grayish or um, what color is this one? Grayish, white. brownish. Oh, white. It's oh. white. With that sounds, silver accents. That sounds horrible. Well, maybe it's uh, a gray, gray interior. Maybe it's the person that uh, is uh, adamant about getting an American car okay. and wants a sporty looking car. I could see that. And in that category, there are many options. Yeah. Like, I mean, you like an go, XLR Cadillac or. Yeah, a, and that's way more expensive. And a Corvette. Corvette's like a whole other territory. Whole kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess that's my point is that. It doesn't really do anything great. It's like a Saturn Sky. Some no, well, Skies. I mean, I know, and they don't do anything great either. They're kind of, but that's sat- not like a sports car. That's just like a one-off weird American car. No, it's, it's a sports as sports car y as a car. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. The Saturn Sky. It's that's based right. on the or a Pontiac Solstice. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, they actually autocross well. People I'm claim sure. that they can do things. with I mean, them. they autocross well, quote unquote. I mean. 
it's rear wheel drive and fairly yeah. light and has a a little. I mean, of course, and you can turn anything. I think it's also yeah. the fact that you can be like, see, it's not that bad, right? You know, like That's there's a lot thing. of cars where yeah. where everyone else has an E30 or a Miata, and then you show up in your Solstice or. Is that what they're called? Solstice? Yeah. The Pontiac Solstice. Pontiac Solstice. Solstice. And it's like, see, like, I can kind of hang. Like, no one yeah. would have thought that. I, I actually kind of like the body style of those, Fuck too. yeah, you do. I think the Saturn Sky is kind of cool looking. The, the nose is... The sky is much better than Solstice. Way better looking. Solstice has this, like, bulbous, rounded... So, what was, the, what was the European version? Opal... Mm. Yeah, like something that. like that, right? A friend of mine bought a Sky brand new because he... Always wanted to buy a brand new Roadster, like convertible car. Yeah. And he liked the way they were styled and he bought one because they were kind of affordable. Yeah. And Wait, what did you do? Saturn? A Saturn Sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He bought the first year when they first came out. Sure. And I I met him in New York one time and I, I was, we were riding around, we're riding around in it. And the whole time he's like, Lane, try and uh, reach the seatbelt when you're sitting in the car. It's impossible. You can't do it. <laughs> no, like everything's bad. Like, he's like, feel this body, you know, feel this center console. Yeah. He's all tap on that. I'm like, <laughs> you know, he every he's pointing out how shitty his car is. Right. This is like two years after he had right. he had bought it, and like right after that, there was no support for it, and it yeah. just disappeared. Yeah, and he's oh, basically yeah. just showing me how crappy this car is. And I don't think they made a version of the Saturn Sky in a coupe, but they did the Solstice. It's yeah. a weird coupe. It's kind of like a Crossfire, dude. And it, didn't they have a GXP yep. or something like a really fast one. I guarantee you in 20... Those are rare and kind of expensive. 20, 30 years, we will see a GXP and go, holy shit, like, look at this thing. What mm-hmm. a last of the the era, you know. I, re- I remember when those uh, just regular ones came out, it was kind of fun to have another car to compete against the Miata, and, like, I had, you know, just hopes that it would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised where it turned out, but... I think um, they were... It's like... They competed they in uh, only in how they looked, and then everything's you know in the category. They're four hundred pounds heavier, yeah. and da, yeah. da, da, it's like you, well, then the fit and finish, fit and fit, yeah, yeah, everything's Jesus, all the materials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, I've been living electric car life for like two weeks now. Oh, okay. Give us a Dude. give us a three minute review. Well, it's interesting. I was over at the Keats house the other day, and I was like, "Hey, I joined you hippies." Oh, our uh, <laughs> alternative fuel correspondent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, dude, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it a, changes my perspective. Like, I literally am like a snooty electric car owner now. Oh, God. I'll hear, uh, you know, regular cars pull up uh, alongside me, and I will think to myself, uh, oh, look at these suckers paying for gas. Man, this makes me want to drive up next to you and just rev the fuck out of my motor. <laughs> dude, I will like, judge the off, hell out of you. Get off your stupid conference Especially call. Especially if there's like a, a car that's running poorly, like an old oh, Suzu God, Rodeo or something. Like a big old, like, <laughs> I want to get like a big body Bronco and just fucking ram the shit out of <laughs> I see people like you every day. The other day I saw a guy <laughs> in a big old Suburban that was running shitty and he just kept gassing yes. it more and more just to fucking overcome yes. the... You're still paying for electricity, by the way. Yeah. Oh, we got solar panels, but... Uh, dude, it you is... You could have had a... Uh, you paid for solar panels, too, by yeah, the way. could have had an M5. It, same it, price. It is interesting how it changes your, your mind. Like, I'm, like, kind of stoked. It's, like, a whole different way of driving, and I don't... It just feels like... Okay, I am bummed on the steering wheel. I used to be stoked on the plastic steering wheel. I'm 
feeling it more and more. I'm like, ah, the thing that you yeah, yeah. the entire time. Yeah, the, yeah. It's any one of those Yosemite Sam covers. No, I was thinking about it. Yeah. So the one that I encountered, I took off and I told the guy, I was like, I had to put take it in the trunk. I had to something. take it off. It was a safety issue. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> no way. Yep. You really did yes, that. Yes, dude. You're a hard. You're like a. You're like the Nazi. I know. That. I'm like. I never do this. Like I don't usually mess with people's cars, but I had to take it off. Nice. And, I am. And he I was like. like yeah, I, it was from my truck steering wheel, and I tried to use it, and it's too big. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can get it maybe a different size, but that one was sketchy. I was doing fucking three-point turns, and the thing was spinning without the steering wheel moving. Yeah, that's bad. It's fucking retarded. Well done, William. Sorry. Well, oh, so oh. you're a big fan of e- the e-golf is what you I don't saying. know. I'm yeah, how's the commute work out with it? It's I mean, great. It's like... Yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, I totally have plenty of miles. And you're charging and, it on 110 every night? Yeah. And, and does it, it ever get full charge? Yeah. Cool. Overnight it does. Yeah, it does. Sweet. That's yeah. awesome. And so now it's good. saying, yeah, it's it, like this morning when I left, like it's doing that learning process. This morning it said 97 miles. And when I got home, it it said, I don't know, it said like 87 miles. It was tweaking out. I don't you know. Think, <laughs> you think you could do your commute <laughs> twice? I think Without I could. Turning? Try it. I want to here. I was actually going to ask you. I want to see him I don't stopped know. on the side of the road. <laughs> Damn, look at all these idiots grabbing their gas engines <laughs> yeah, over the exactly. hill. Exactly. Those stupid suburbans carrying all these people <laughs> efficiently for 30 years. Um, I was Just popping you, the hood and having no idea what the fuck's on there. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see your hands on your hip. Like, look at that shit. <laughs> hmm. What does that do? Um, I, wanna, I was going to ask you, do you think it could pull our half-day rally? I no, he could really not. The no. no, not even close. But it's a hundred miles, right? Your range. It depends on no. how long we want to have lunch for. It's not like eighty. And if there's a charging station there. Oh, there's no charging station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is at Alice's restaurant. He could. No, I don't. I don't think I could it do goes that. Against it's going to be more than a hundred miles. I'm sure. Okay. Well, I kind of wanted you to try. <laughs> try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. And a vintage Cadillac or '64 Impala electric. Oh, you're right on. Dude, yeah, because so here's the thing. That's exactly what you want because it's just a it's cruiser. It's heavy. It's well, a cruiser. Yeah, it's it a, would be fast off the line. And, and you can store a ton of batteries. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, thing yeah. about electric vehicles is they're great with torque. So it can push a big car. Well, that's yeah. what uh, Neil Young built. He Oh, no shit. And he goes to Alice's all the time. But he built some, God, I want to say it was like a Chrysler uh, New Yorker or something. Like a pretty rare, weird car. Might have been a... Might have been a fair lane. But anyways, it had a really unique powertrain. It was a hybrid, um, kind of like a Chevy Volt, but more advanced. I f- anyways, Dude, look it up. Dude, you can homebrew that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was totally homebrew. Yeah. He had some hot rod builder kind of go, go yeah, whack yeah, on it. rad, dude. Down by the river? Don't get me started. Dude. Yeah, I won't. I was I heard an interview with him on Howard Stern, and it's rad because he always talks about our area. You know, he's like, oh yeah. yeah. When I wrote, you know, he's talking about needle and the damage done or something. He's like, I was just hanging out at a farm in Pescadero, and you know, wrote this song, and, and everyone's like, what the fuck is Pescadero? Yeah, exactly. But it's super cool to hear. Oh, I have another project I'll pay you real quick. So I got the Jetta back. I saw it actually. New turbo. I didn't know if I wanted to ask you about it. I got a new turbo from Volkswagen and? paid. Yeah, they okay. obviously paid. Yeah. And it Did runs you good? spit at the door as you left? <laughs> no, Did you so, smash dude, their the heads guy, like you said? <laughs> so the guy calls me. Yeah, so I know you're. Uh, I know you're like worried about the turbo and everything, and like how it's gonna. You know, I know you don't have much confidence, but um, when the last one was installed, they just installed it wrong. The dealer that is yeah. putting it back yes. in said they did it wrong. They just like didn't button it up right. 
They, you know, they just some stuff got in it or something. Jesus, they just Christ. didn't tighten it all down. I mean, like, it would be great to hear the real story. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm sure they took it apart and were like, "Whoa, we fucked up." But you don't. There's a rag in there, Lane. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the last guy He's left like, his but that's rag between, in there. Uh, me and you know, you you and I on the fence post kind of uh, thing. Okay. Whatever. Well, I think he was trying to do right by you. Yeah. Sure. But you have a back, and did you need an injector or a glow plug or something? What was your other that's issue? What, that's what it said. You know, it had a light. That was the fault. That was the fault. It was a glow plug. But it was a turbo. It was a turbo. And the turbo's <laughs> fixed, and it runs fine. There, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Dude. So. Okay, so by the way, Kevin, because uh, he has the TDI too, yeah. he said that he read something where you could, uh, the latest you could turn it back in is 2018. And you could... Bring it in. Yeah. As long as it gets to the dealership and it's yep. power, the rest is moot. Yeah. Meaning you could like take a dump in it and yeah. fucking yeah. pour And it's still gasoline. the value of the previous, of, of before the scandal. Yeah. Yes. So it's the best money is to keep it. Well, unless you have a turbo go out. That's right. So That's these both sides. It's like Kevin has this low mileage, lower mileage one, and he might keep it till 2018. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have these turbos going out all the time. And then what about you doing the timing belt? Well, so I mean... And I already got the e-golf, uh, yeah. but I mean, in theory, like the timing belt is actually not a big deal. No, and you have a free for, car for, yeah. for and, 2018. And it's worth so much money in two years. Yeah. You're, and, I mean, and I think that you can, uh, you know, you can go those two years or whatever without uh, worrying about the smog and without doing the fix. Yeah. Right? Like, that's uh, the idea. Well, I don't know, because they don't have the fix isn't even out yet. So yeah. it's probably going to take two years before they can even get the fix like, oh, dude, that's... To, to consumers, you know, to customers. So I think, I mean, that's not a bad idea. The smart money is kind of to keep it. Sure. I mean, until the... 2018, then sell it. But, yeah, it's like. If you want to drive that car for the next two years. Right. Like, I was already looking at selling mine know, yeah. a year ago. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm in a different. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm getting eleven seven. I didn't mention that. Brian's getting like twelve five or something. Uh, twelve seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thousand dollars difference. And so it might be that because I took the car over from my dad, like I think he might just, be getting the 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 he might be eligible for some money too. No, because you took thought. it from him prior pre, uh, to the scandal. prior to the scandal. So he was never impacted by yeah. the scandal. Oh, okay. And but I was gonna say, dude, your car. If you try to sell your car on the open market. Let's say no scandal right now. You wanted to yeah. sell it. It'd be worth like five grand. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a crazy... I know. Yeah. It's you're awesome. stoked. Yeah. Let's Cause keep buying like... VWs because they're fucking great <laughs> deals. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully they keep scandalizing. It's trivia time. Yeah. Shall say, I read an interesting article the other day. Um, it was by... Uh, Barclays, something to do with money. Barclays Marathons. Mm -hmm. Barclays, they're like a financial hmm. institution. Investment. Deep blues and yeah, you know, silvers and it's got like a weird little lion crest. Kind of. yeah, yeah, I think it might have a lion involved. Yeah, do some sponsorship. Um, they they came out with a, a comprehensive report about investing in treasures and the emotional impact you have uh, that that emotions have on you when you're when you're buying these things that aren't necessarily sound investments but you just love them anyway okay so they pulled like a couple thousand really rich people from all over the world and then they analyzed it with all these experts one person was from the car world arts precious metals jewelry antiquities 
All the way down to stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Rich people investing in stamps. First of all, stamps don't really change. They're always worth the kind of the same money. There's not like a huge jump in stamps, but stamps don't don't really stamps. Twenty five cents. When you're at uh, the flea market and someone's selling a big box of old ass stamps, you never know. Anyways, don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on stamps. Um, so I'm going to go over a couple stats that I thought were interesting, and then I'll finish with the trivia question. Um. Percentage of people who like to show their treasures to other people. Number, <laughs> so funny talking about it like that. Number one, show their treasures to some, it's a number yeah, it's one like, type of treasure that is shown to other people. I'm seeing this from a dirty perspective, and it's funny. Is classic cars. Fifty three percent of people um, who have classic cars want to share them Makes with sense. other people. Yeah. That seems kind of low. 39% was fine arts and sculptures. A percentage of people who want to share with their friends, meaning like, you know, drive with them, let them drive it, whatnot. Cars were second to... What would they be second to? Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. What do you do with people, like, socially? Drink. Oh, wine. wine. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. 69%. Because it's all about showing yeah. what you know about the wine and, and sharing it. it together. Yeah, yeah, right. You're not going to just be a wine yeah. drinking sure. a whole bottle of yourself. Exactly. Um, percentage of people that think other people respect those who own this item, meaning that what what kind of is the most respectful thing to have in your possession? Oh, probably art. Cars. Cars. 33%. Jewelry was second at 17%. Stamps, 4%. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up the tail there. Uh, um, at least they know it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Anyone out there, if you want to show me your stamp collection, I, I don't give a shit. I did in fourth grade. I had a hell of a stamp collection, though. Um, oh, percentage of um, people who uh, want to own this type of treasure cars um, number one cars 15 percent was at the top only 15 wait say that what was it again these are People the, the percentage of the respondents who want to own this type of treasure oh so it's like of all the treasure yeah. collectors i'm surprised you know, it's as low as 15 well that was it just shows that it was like not a huge number of people wanted just cars. It was a kind of broad yeah. response but cars were uh number one at 15 and then um, the amount – so this is the question. The, these very wealthy people have an average of how much money tied up in cars? Like a percentage of their – Just a, a dollar figure per person in collectible automobiles. What would you think? The average value what, – What kind of wealthy people are these? These were uh, – most people had over $15 million. Okay. In, in, in and it was uh, like two thousand people like all over net, the world. Net wealth, like including yeah. I'm gonna say three hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say million bucks. You guys are kind of right in the middle. There's seven hundred thousand, and that's the number one. Uh, that was the number one dollar amount that these people held in treasures. So the cars were the most. Uh, you know, the Je biggest part of jewelry was number two. I think it was, or fine arts and sculpture. And then the other thing, the only, only categories out of everything from stamps to jewelry to um, antiques, the only categories to show popularity in the future, meaning that these respondents said, we believe that these things are going to be more popular as we go forward. Cars, fine art and classic cars. Everything else was like, nah, 
it's not going to be that great. Like precious metals, jewelry, antiques, like there'll still be a following, you know, but it's not going to be as popular as it was once. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Because you know what I heard? iPhones are the new precious metals (laughs) and kids aren't even into precious metals anymore. Yeah. Um, so I wonder, uh, when they're talking about treasures, uh, they're talking about like investments, right? Was there yeah. anything about like how well the investments did? Absolutely. This is a pretty cool report. It had a bunch of great graphics and stuff. If you look it up, I think if you just go to like Barclays treasure report, I'm and they sure made you find it. $450. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, I paid like 80 bucks to read it, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it broke it down by, by nation. It broke it down by age, what these, you know, the wealthy young people like, what, um, also, uh, why people collect them. A lot of people do it to pass down to their kids, you know, certain things or in certain countries, things are kind of unstable. Like if you're in India, like gold is really important and always has been. Whereas in Japan, it's not, you know, pretty interesting stuff. Um, but the one thing it highlighted to me is that, uh, classic cars and that the higher echelon for sure, like the stuff in sports car market and at gooding auction and RM is not a fad. It's growing. And basically you should make it part of your investment portfolio. Absolutely. And I mean, we we all know that we know right now that we could spend 50 grand on 10 cars and double our money. It's educated too, as opposed to a lot of like stock market and stuff. It's not not, just that we wouldn't be as educated, but I mean, how fun is it to show your stock certificates on the wall versus your fucking, (laughs) actually, uh, Jenny Yeager has a one share from the Green Bay Packers framed on her <laughs> on her wall, and that's kind of cool. You she shares that with it's her It's like friends. Warren. My friend Warren says you can't drive a Van Gogh. Yeah, I think that's pretty true. What a great what a great time to stop this podcast. <laughs> pretty much sums it up. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want an investment uh, information or advice on automobiles. We sell a report that's $450 for an <laughs> annual true. description. That is true. Uh, you can email us at team at driving well awesome. Um, check out our Instagram page. Go to brzo.com. Yep. Brzo. Uh, yeah, we basically give out a ton of free investment advice. Well, yeah. But I mean, your mileage may vary. We're not responsible for any losses or gains. Smiles per mile. Smiles <laughs> per mile. Okay. Later, guys. Later. Thanks, guys. See You actually went to these Crossfire forums? No, no, no. I've just seen these around. No, he oh. just hangs out at the, the Crossfire yeah. Club. Yeah, the club. I mean, we just we call, it, we call it we call it Club Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. But, uh...